episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, amazing, the Overly Excited Podcast, episode number six. My name is Dale Sidebottom, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Watts. How are you, Jacko? Going well, Sidey. Episode six already. Yeah, time, time flies, mate. Time flies. Now, we are very excited, and we're still learning our craft together. Um, and I think that was uh, evident when we had Steelo on last week, which was a lot of fun. And it was really nice to have uh, somebody that has been in both of our lives, so we could feel that we connected with that. Um, how have you been anyway, before I get into I've got a, I, I want to start with a question from last week, but uh, mm. how have you been, mate? Because we've just had a little chat. And we've got, <laughs> I'm going to lie. Jeez. I'm flustered, mate. I'm having a beer as I say. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast was on icy water for like about five minutes ago, but we're back. We're here. Um, no, it's been like... I think we've both had some pretty big weeks, haven't we? I've I've been in mad sort of uh, cleaning my house mode. Um, so sold a house, getting that ready. Got a clean a quote from a cleaner for fifteen hundred bucks to clean it, get it ready for him. I thought, fuck that. So, so you've I'll been do it doing it yourself and um, moving a whole house, um, and then also on top of that, cleaning it is um, it's been a pretty stressful week. So. Getting all that sorted, and then you've been away, coming back from Saudi. You've had a big week too, so we were just we were just a bit sort of emotional, weren't we? <laughs> I think uh, and we can talk a little bit about that, but I think one of the the biggest things, and I'm I feel really good now, is when things you know you're uncertain or things aren't exactly how you want or whatever. It's so important to talk about it. Mm. You know, it's 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 easy not to, yeah, but it's so easy to have that uncomfortable conversation and i don't know just get let people know or let that person know exactly how you feel yeah because people can't read your mind spot on um and it's funny when you share you realize that you're not the only one going going through a tough week or things are tight or different things like that yeah and and as you say like it's just so good getting it out in the open like we've just had this conversation about you know the podcast and the workload and the stress and being a bit more organised, you know, I sort of felt I knew I felt like that all that stuff was happening, but we hadn't actually spoken about it and discussed it. So I'm thinking you're you're fine with it and you're and you're putting your ass on the line doing all this extra work and um, you know so getting it out in the open and having that conversation. And I think there's also a way to do it as well. Yes, which you know getting having that chat and because it is so easy to get frustrated angry yeah you know and take it take things personally which i've certainly been um you know guilty of in the past i do take things personally like they don't like me as a person if they're if they say that about me or yeah. I, you know that's not the case they're trying to make you better as a business person they're trying to make you better on the footy field they're trying you know but i take it personally so it's you know um it's you all learning and, you didn't then though like no and, and what i what i sort of said it was it was sort of having a go at you in a way, mm. like, but it wasn't. And then I read back over and I'm like, I started the conversation with a text message. It's a plan to seed to have a conversation tonight. Yeah. Um, and what I realized when I read back over it after sending it is a lot of the things I was talking about had nothing to do with Jack. It was that all the things in my own life had just built up and I wasn't handling it well. And I'd, I'd put too much on my plate mm. and it comes back across when, because I knew we were catching up tonight, and it 
I sort of put that on somebody else. And sometimes when you do that, you've got to own it in a way. Uh, but by doing that anyway, I could have not sent it. And then we wouldn't have had that chat then. Mm. I actually feel really good now. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a big weight on my shoulders, it, like it was. Mm. Particularly, and, and we spoke about this because friendship for me is more important than a podcast or a business. And yeah. I've lost friends over business ventures because mm. these conversations never took place. And not only that, the business went down the gurgle, but the friendship as well. Yeah. Um, and so, that's the same. It's, like, you know, I think we're both very similar in that in that space of... You know, business to me is if you're not having fun doing it and it's not, you know, there's no point, you know. Um, friendship is always takes priority and, you know, that's that's where being able to have those conversations and like we just said, if it's not working, if it's going to affect us as a friendship and, you know, our relationship, let's not do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'd much rather have that than, but as we've seen, we can get through it, work it out, have the conversation. You're going to have to have hard conversations in business always. Like yeah. I work with two of my best mates and fuck, some of the conversations <laughs> we've had, uh, you know, it's like you're going at each other's throats. But you need to have those conversations. They're going to happen. You can't just sort of say that it's going to be fluffy and happy all the time. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's got to be that understanding that I'm here for you. You're here for me. We love each other. It's a friendship if we can make this work, let's do it. And if you could help out here, here and here, you know, um, yeah. So that's sort of how I see it. And it was a, a good chat to get uh, off our chest. It was, it was. So I suppose that I didn't, we weren't really, we we're going to mention maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we've just got a second debrief to the, to uh, all of Australia. Just letting it all out. <laughs> oh. Should we have a hug? Yeah, like, come, come here. Yeah. <laughs> No one can see because the podcast, we actually hung out. We, we, different energy than what it was. I wasn't angry though. And I think to finish this off, mm. that if you start getting angry in a conversation at any point, it, it's completely wasted time. Mm. You know, the moment somebody gets angry, that's losing any empathy for the person talking mm. because you're only thinking about your own emotions and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and it diffuses against somebody sharing something you need to listen because you've made it about yourself. Yeah. And I think that's like the older you get, if you can understand that, then I suppose any conversation or not an argument, just but any discussion mm. doesn't become an argument or a fight because you don't allow it to. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you have a 15 minute conversation like we did and wow, we're both, we're, we're back where we wanted to be after yeah. six episodes and yeah. <laughs> nearly got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest podcast in history. <laughs> to, to be honest, though, there's not many podcasts that go over 10 episodes. Like, yeah. So for the amount, and I think Australia's, I heard a stat the other day, the number one podcast listener in the in the world. Really? Yeah. So, Interesting. So luckily we went over six episodes, mate. We can continue it going. Now, um, I wanted to talk about, obviously, last week when we sat down with Steel, um, there, was a, in, there was a question, and I saw you... Like there's still something there. I feel I, I saw you, like your body, your, your body language changed, um, mm. and you could tell when you started talking about. It. And that was essentially you. I didn't know you played from under 11s big country all the way through, or Vic Vic all the way through, which is pretty cool. That's mm. um, when Steele started talking about you know the draft and how you went to Melbourne number one, and at 11 he went to Collingwood, and just how he was talking about instantly when he walked in the club, the love and just the people and 
and you know he's still there today and you haven't been at Melbourne for a long time mm. and then the way you spoke about it do you like and I know you don't have resentment towards steel or anything but those sliding door moments that you went number one draft picked but at the end of the day that didn't dictate where you went where mm. you went dictated how you went though in, in a yeah, way yeah, yeah. like I know you can't ponder on that though, but like, how did how did that make you feel? Like, yeah, it's sort of like the. I mean, geez, I've thought you know, it's been a long time now, so <laughs> it's this this sort of conversation. Sorry, you want to bring it up again? Plenty of times, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck, if you spoke to a couple of my mates on a bit of a session, they'd say, "I've heard this one a thousand times from Watsy at about three a.m. when he's had a few uh, too many." But um, no, it, it. I guess it's just like when I heard him genuinely talking about like. He's what thirty two, my age, and he's still like. What gets him excited is footy coming up, you know. Like, I, I just couldn't believe that. Like, I hated it so much by the end of my time playing AFL that, you know, like he he's still getting the thing that he loves most, and and he was, and he, he, he was yeah. like, oh, I just can't wait for finals. Oh. It's just the best thing. And then when he's talking about, you know, like how how much fun he has at the club and. Like how they just we just go in, we get our work done, we go away, and, and the and the coaches just constantly tell us like, go and fill your cup like away from the away from the club. Like it's that kind of stuff that I guess like you know it frustrates me a, a bit hearing that from a club that's been in the top four, for what seems like forever, you know, playing finals nonstop. That that's how they're managing it, and the way that we got managed was just the complete opposite. It was you got to work your ass off, you got to do ten times more, you got to we got to be you know on our days off, you got to be in the club doing extra hands and boxing, and if you're not you're, you're weak as piss, so you have to go and do extra wrestling and you know just that kind of vibe. And you look, and then also I mean I go through the the whole thing of like am I complaining too much and am I you know was it me maybe I just wasn't cut out for it maybe I just wasn't you know didn't I wasn't hard enough and didn't work enough yeah you don't you don't know though because you were in a situation that didn't allow you mm. uh, probably the things you needed like like and you can see that now but at the time you didn't Mm. you just hated footy because essentially they drove you that way yeah yeah and so it's I mean it's I've learned. I've you know I've sort of dealt with it now. It's it's um it's a long time ago and it's in the past and I'm in a great spot and I'm loving my life and um you know it's I, I've I've sort of dealt with the disappointment of not having a great career. You know I've handled. You did. It. You did have a good like. You did I, have I a good had, career, but but probably not when you hear someone speak like Steele. Exactly. Like and not even about his career, just how much he loves Collingwood and going to mm. work. But even just like how you know, the standards I hold for myself, it's like I want to be the best at everything. I want to be fucking like people think like oh you know they spoke about me like oh I'm not competitive enough. Like you speak to anyone that knows me properly, I'm the most competitive fucking person. I want I can't stand losing anything, and so for for that to sort of be the perception and you know because we just fucking lost every year, it it's frustrating and whatever. But um, but yeah, it's it's um. You know, I think listening to Steelo, just how much he fucking loves it, yeah. it, it just hit home. Like I sort of was like, oh, you know, yeah, they're playing a good team, and you know, he's he's probably having a, having fun, but he might just be playing to earn the check to finish out his career or whatever. 
It's like, nah, he fucking just loves yeah. his teammates, loves playing footy, wants to get out there on Saturday night because he fucking can't wait to tear up whoever they're playing. Yeah. Isn't um, it um, Isn't it funny, though, because obviously you had the same duration of, you started your career at the same mm. time. How much it's changed. Mm. Like, yeah. and I guarantee Melbourne isn't, and you've still got mates there, mm. it, Definitely could not be the same way now. No, exactly. But that's like, it's such a, it's not a long time. Yeah. To get it so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we, mm. I don't want to ponder on that too much. I just yeah. want to, I've, I've, I personally sitting back from not having a professional career um, to see the differences. And I know from when I interviewed you and you, you spoke about your time and mm. like it, yeah, like, as you said, you couldn't wait to finish. Yeah. You know, like, it's such a different sort of situation that, yeah. you know, and you look at people, draft picks, anyone now, like, you're not, you're still not dictated by that, are you? No. Like, normally, no. the high draft picks go to yeah. the shit mm. clubs. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Even, like, even Jeremy Howe's a prime example. Like, he's at the D's with me, hating life, getting told his shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Goes to kind of, you know, it's just the environment and, and it can make all the difference. So, and then like his career's been like it's like he's gained like Peter Pan like an extra five or six years yep. because that love of it's back exactly. Uh, and he, he's the same, you know, when you speak to him, yeah. Oh, Wizzo loves it, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Sidey? I'd love for you to take our listeners through, um, you know, what we chatted spoke about earlier. You did a, a huge um, talk to 500 principals at the Pullman on Friday last week. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I found it really interesting what you were telling me about how you felt the f- other four speakers were all, you know, global, huge listeners, and you came on at the end because I'm sure in that environment they saw you as exactly the same as them, but you felt differently within yourself. Yeah, it's, um, and I was telling you that it's... It's that comparison and like, I don't know, you, the way you talk to yourself or you view yourself in different situations, like, am I good enough? Should I be there? You know, like, it's probably, I've spoken on some big stages, but as far as, you know, in my own state where people sort of know you, it's fine when you travel around the world and do it, like, I don't, I don't care because mm. I'm going to get on a plane and go home again. Um, but yeah, when I looked at the speakers and things like that, that you, instead of thinking about the things that you do well or your skill sets, you start comparing or looking at what they do and what they've done and what they're going to offer and how people are going to perceive you. Mm. Um, and I must admit, it, uh, it, my, my, I brought my mum along. So mum, mum come to my first ever uh, keynote I did in Tasmania about five years ago. And it, well, it was the first one I'd ever done. You know, there's about 200 people in the room and uh, you know, all PE teachers. So that was that was who people I got along with and I could connect with. Whereas the people I was with were uh, principals and, you know, they're very articulate. They're very, they've heard a lot of people. As I said, I was the last speaker of the event. Um, and, you know, like I was doing a good job and my problem used to be is I'd look around the room and I'd see someone's reaction and I'm like, they're not enjoying it. But how do I know they're not enjoying it? <laughs> they don't react like crazily like me and you, but yeah. you, you know, like they don't have our energy. Everyone's different. They might be loving it. And like, and you just end up judging and doubting and you start thinking, should I be here? And, and this is, I've done this over and over. Mm. And um, anyway, just to get off the stage and the feedback was really, really incredible. And 
yeah, I was really proud of it. Mum said, as because I had little packs, I like giving mm. something they'd take away. I call them a party pack, so that every principal went past. And Mum said she got sick of people saying your son's amazing. You should be really proud. And in the end, Mum's like, Nah, I'm not. Nah. <laughs> like, but but it, like you, I didn't. You don't get that feedback. Mm. It's probably like you know mm. when you're playing a game out there, you hit people in the crowd and hear things, but then you get back. And anyway, Mum would told me a few of these things. You know, and this one individual handed, he was the first one out the door and he had this handwritten note and he was really emotional. He made mum cry that what I spoke about really hit a chord with him and he he couldn't physically give it to me because he was bawling giving it to mum. And he said, would you give this to your son? And in the car, mum goes, Dale, I've, I've got something to tell you. I'm like, fuck, mum, what's, what's wrong? Like, it was like someone had died. Mm. And she read me the note and she was crying. I'm like, what? Mum, why are you crying? Like she goes, well, the emotion he gave me to read it, and that was, and she goes, that alone should mean to you that what you're doing is really good. And mm. it took me a while, but I sat down that night, and I'm like, you know what, you've got to, you're there for a reason. Other people believe in you. You need to believe in yourself. And also, we've all got our strengths and weaknesses. Like, and I think that's the thing. Everyone's different. There's only one you, you yes. know, and you're there, as you said, you're there for a reason, and you bring something completely different to you know, whoever else before might be Mr. Articulate and this and that and, or whoever, and that's their strength. But you bring strengths that they couldn't dream of having, you know, and and I think it's so easy not to focus on them and to focus on your downfalls and, oh, I'm not as good at that person at that or I'm not. But I think it's so important for everyone to focus on what you do so well and why you're, you know, what makes you who you are and your, your strengths, um, because it, it's so easy to go the other way. And, and I think as a society, we do it way too much, is focus on those negatives all the time. We, well, we, we do. Like, and that's what we focus on. It's not like, what am I doing well? What am I not doing well? Mm. You know, and, like, and it shouldn't be like that. But then there's that tall poppy syndrome, I remember. And you probably, I couldn't imagine. Mm. <laughs> but here I am having a little wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we experienced um, that one. Yeah, I could imagine. Time. But... Isn't it like when you're starting out or whatever, when you do need that support? Like mm. I, I probably don't need the support or the love that I'm getting now, mm. but I needed that at the start. Mm. But that's when people are like, oh, you can, you know what? You can always go back and teach, mm. you know, like uh, the option's always there, you know, mm. like not nah, believe in yourself. Like if you believe what you're doing is good, like you'll get there, you know, yeah. we, we believe in you. Like, and, and that wasn't everybody, but there was a mm. lot of people that weren't, you know, that they're probably more concerned about you because mm. you're doing something that not many other people are doing or they don't really understand it, which is fine. Mm. And they're trying to help you, but they don't realize their words are actually having detrimental yeah. effect yeah. because it's like, no, you're not good enough. You can go back and do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you take it. But they're, they're trying to encourage you oh, saying, no. you've always got that. In the, so give this everything you got. But, but you take it. The first thing you hear is, oh, do you not think I'm good enough? Yes. Do you want me to go back to teaching? And, it, you know, I mean, talk about, about that sort of imposter syndrome, like exactly what we were talking about, about the podcast yes. before where I was, you know, I, I'm so new to this. I'm fucking nervous about it. I don't know what I'm doing. We're, you know, it's not as if we've prepared fucking 10 episodes. <laughs> like we're running off the, off the cuff here. We're on gassy. We're on fumes. The, and, and, and so I'm, so, you know, and I'm saying to you like, oh, you know, trying to ask these guests on and I'm a, I feel a bit... You know, I do. I feel like a bit of an imposter and bring it. And so I don't, have I really given it everything to get them on? Well, maybe not because I don't want to take their time and they might not actually like me. Like, you know, 
fuck, would I be wasting their time? And I'd have to be asking a favor and, you know, all this stuff. It's like, fuck, who cares what pe- other people think? Yeah. They'll either do it or they won't. And I know that I'm a fucking good person and I've treated them well. So if they want to come on and give them, give me and us an hour of their time, how good's that? If not, you know, that's fine. But it's... um that feeling of always being like of worrying about fuck am i am i good enough really it's like am i do they like me i think for me is a big one like i'm i just want everyone to like me but do you think people don't like like do you no i don't i, I don't i genuinely think people like me and and but it's, it's i guess it's like yeah I've, i think for, with the podcasting it was more like if i'm gonna ask them for something I want to be fucking ready yeah. and just 100% prepared and organized and give them a good experience too and not be fucking fumbling around with questions or worrying about what I'm going to say or, you know, I want to be ready to go. Do you, you know, know what, what I mean? though? I think they will come on the show or whoever we ask or whatever because mm. they do like you as a person mm. and you're fumbling, they wouldn't even notice or whatever. Like, it's not yeah. even that bad. Yeah. Um, isn't it? I And I think about this as you're talking, you know, so many uncomfortable com- positions or situations that we've spoken about today that when you sit through them and you go through them, mm. you grow. Mm. They're yeah. bloody hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they test you. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing I've taken away from doing all these things or whatever and not worrying about what other people think of what you're doing or like don't do it and want someone to praise you as hard as that is when you need that praise because you're by yourself all the time. You know, like you're not doing any of this by yourself when you're in the dark, when you're in your darkest days at Melbourne and Mm. you've got a team around you, but I bet it feels like you don't. Mm. That's when you need the praise, but that's when you don't get it. Mm. Like, I don't know the answer to this. Like we all know that, you know, you'll eventually get through it and you will, but when you're stuck in it, like what I was today when I sent that text message, (laughs) I was like drowning. Yeah. I'm a shit swimmer. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, Oh, I'm going under. Yeah. Yeah. What? And and that's it's 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 so interesting, isn't it? That it take it takes like constant work. Like I'd say you're one of the most confident person people that I. Do you know what I mean? And even for you, you have you have those moments. Yeah. And people would probably say the same about me. Like, oh, what's he wouldn't have a worry in the world. He wouldn't worry about what people what that bloke thinks of him. It's like and I, even I go through that, and it's, so it's constant like work. Like, what's your line about you know um, having a shower or something? Oh, um, motivation doesn't last, but neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it daily. Do it daily. Yeah. You, you need to like constantly remind yourself that, you know, you're a good person. People are, and what am I in this for? I'm not doing this for people's appraisal. I'm not doing this for outside, you know, um, affection and praise. It's like, I'm doing this for me to get better. I'm doing this for other people. I want to learn. I want to be a better human being, you know. Um, and yeah, it's... Um, it's been a, a big day of, of learning <laughs> today, that's it, for sure. It is, though, and I think that's the biggest problem that uh, as a society, and I think one of the things social media has amplified is we do use the comparison game. We mm. do compare ourselves to other people, and um, you know, people see both of us, and we're very energetic and very confident, but that's not in every aspect of our life. Mm. And I think that's something that you should never 
get complacent with or just assume things. Mm. You know, like you, we're still doing things every day that really challenge us that we, it'd be easy not to do them. Like it would have been easy tonight just to say, right, no, nah, it'd been great. Like we've started this podcast. Yes, it's really, we're finding it hard, mm. but it's not, that's, it. you don't get the, that huge feeling or that rush or the satisfaction or the pride from doing that. Yeah. You get the pride and satisfaction from digging deep and pushing through and working together, having the honest conversation and helping each other. Mm. Like, and that's in any area of your life. And I know mental health is one of the biggest things that people in, it's like, are you okay day? And you need to speak. And like, it shouldn't just be a day. It like, mm. you, you can't do things by yourself and you can't assume that people know what you're going through unless you share, because you probably share one or two photos a week on social media or something and you look like a rock star, mm. that's the best 0.5% of your week. Mm. That's all you've shared. So that's all people get in because you don't allow anything else. Mm. I think like being vulnerable is the best way to sort of create that feeling of, you know, yeah, we are, com- people would see us as very confident people and to put on, it's like, it's not a facade as such, but yeah, we do have our own doubts and concerns and, I think you like I've certainly been guilty of it in the past is like almost trying to ignore that because you've got the image of this confident person and like oh yeah I'm going through this shit and I feel really shit but I can't show anyone else that because I'm the happy go lucky you know guy who loves is loud and you know has a good time whereas I think there's certainly times you know and moments where showing people you know yeah i'm struggling a bit yeah i'm struggling with this you know opening up a bit is um you know can sort of create the best growth and and we sort of certainly felt that i reckon over the last hour and i i think doing it in the right context and the right environment Mm. normally over 15 beers you know that's when it comes out and Mm. then that's not the time to do it because it it doesn't mean that you forget Mm. it in the morning you know it's different when you're sitting and that's one of the things I really love about podcasting and I can guarantee that you're going to fall in love with the more you do mm. is it, yeah, it gives you that space that it doesn't feel like other people are listening. Even, and by the end of doing a lot, you're actually glad that other people are listening because it helps you and you know it'll help them. It's mm. so a really, and it's probably why Australia are number one podcast listeners, mm. we're, we're dropping stats like there's nothing to worry about here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like it, I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah, it's it's almost like your personal therapy. Really, you're mm. you're getting your stuff out, and it's helping you deal with your own fucking issues in your life. And other people are listening to it and are able to go, "Fuck, I go through that." Yeah. And he's actually he's letting it out. He's telling us about it, and he's struggling with this. You know, that's like being able to relate to someone going through similar sort of pain or or struggles. Um, you know, helps immensely. And I think, well, people can take whatever they want from today's chat. I know sometimes doing this is more beneficial for both of us. Mm. And I, I actually feel a lot better than what yeah. I did during the day and not even about this podcast, just things going on in my life. It's just overwhelming, you know, we have those days. But um, some things I've spoken about is, you know, sometimes you're dictated things in life that aren't out of your control. And for me, that was really super evident when we were speaking to Steelo. Um, and the passion and like you've got passion elsewhere in your life but the original thing that you thought you were going to set out to do wasn't where it come from mm. but that's like doesn't mean that's always going to be the end point for some people they just hit it really lucky and obviously Steele has made his own luck but he also 
went to the right place. Mm. Yeah, you know, and um, I think also that imposter syndrome that it's so easy to want praise and things. But the one thing I found after doing that keynote was it wasn't that I needed the praise to validate the that I was doing something good or that I belonged. It was me allowing myself to sit through it and, and acknowledge that to myself. Because I've been, you hear praise and you hear negative, you hear all different things, but it's what you take in. Mm. I think I've been very quick to push away compliments and focus on maybe the areas, the positive criticism or the whatever whatever that might be. Mm. Um, and But the probably the big one is if there's something on your mind, don't bottle it up, mm. you know, like, and uh, you can only have a conversation and make it a conversation, not an argument. Yeah. Don't get heated. Um, and it's amazing what happens when you go warts and all in and you don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to have a conversation, be honest, be raw, listen, and it's really amazing what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think being open, when you go into those sort of conversations, when you've got something on your mind, it's, it's um, you know, being open-minded to the fact that, you know, the person sitting across from you, they're not inside your head. They don't know what's going on. Um, and if you've got two people who are there and who are open to, you know, listening and trying to come up with a constructive, you know, solution, then you should be fine. It's obviously, as you said, it's when emotion and anger and, you know, frustration and all that stuff comes in and takes over, you're not really getting anywhere, are you? You're not, you're not trying to, um, make the situation any better. It's, it's, um, it's a tough conversation from there. So I think... Yeah, the you know being in the right headspace and mindset when you when you're going to have those conversations and um, you know I think you can you, great things can happen. And uh, like you just said, if somebody comes to you like that, it's not an attack. Like mm. you know, you could have very easily thought I was having a go at you today for certain things, even though I tried to backtrack and say shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I shat myself all over. <laughs> I hadn't replied for about 12 minutes and Dale, oh shit. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I didn't even have time to read it. It was that long. I haven't written, I wrote a book and there's no many words in it. No, but like to be open and realize, oh, okay, maybe like there's something here that, so, like there's feelings here yeah. that don't take that on board as your issue. That's right. And But it's very, it's very easy sometimes to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's that's the natural yeah. way to do it, and you've got to you've got to really work on being able to see okay, what's this person going through? What's what's happened? You know, how have they been this week? Um, putting this like I've sort of lived my life by like this this sort of saying of you know putting yourself in someone else's shoes is like the most valuable skill I think anyone can ever have because it's fucking hard because we all think that we're most we're the most important people and the oh only bad things that happen to me everyone else is living this perfect easy cushy life where they're <laughs> yeah. getting paid fuck loads and they're getting you know and everything's easy and blah 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 it's like no everyone's going through their shit yeah. and when someone comes at you with something oh that was a all right stop yep I'm, my initial reaction is like oh fuck hold on like, he's having a crack here but no nah, what's actually where's it coming from let's what can we do to discuss it and get through it and um yeah i think that's a pretty valuable skill to have in life. i think that's a skill that uh, takes time and age mm. <laughs> i don't think i would have had it at your age Jack. i want to go on mate next time you write me that put chapters in it <laughs> 
Oh, very good, mate. Very good. Well, episode six. Yeah, done. And uh, so next week we're uh, very excited. I've got a, uh, a mindful uh, expert on. Um, he's Mello Clavaco. He's a uh, big coach to the stars. Uh, does a lot of work. He just released a book um, about burnout and stress and different things that um, individuals obviously get in the workplace, but then how that affects in team environments and different things like that. So um, I'm excited to talk to him because... Uh, it seems most places you go in the world, you look at different professions or there's doom and gloom everywhere. Mm. I don't think that's true. Um, and I know Mallow is a fantastic storyteller and um, he'll have some really good practical ideas for everyone. So, Jago, thanks nice for... Nice timing for us. Yes, very good. I think, I think it might be like a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> Mallow, <laughs> I hope he's not charging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows what he's walking into. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> we haven't even let him speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Jago. Episode six, well done. And there are more to come, yes? Too good, mate. There's plenty oh, more to come. Good. Look out. <laughs> I appreciate it. See you, mate. <laughs>